0: Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited. I say this every time to be with you today. I am getting ready and preparing my presentation to um, give at the Fearless Business Workshop in Sedona, Arizona, and I have been just really thinking through a lot of things, as always. I think, like a lot of you guys, I think really deeply about life and business and the meaning of all these things and how I can be a better human, how I can be a better coach and entrepreneur, All of these things really matter to me. And one of the things that I'm going to be talking about in this episode is looking for true principles. And it came because I was, as I'm preparing to teach, I'm teaching the art and science of selling high ticket to coaches at the fearless business workshop, which I'm really excited about. And as I was thinking through like, how can I really teach them? I'm like, what are the principles of truth that I want them to know? And I've talked about this before, but it really stood out to me. I'm like, this is how I think about life and business. This is also how I don't get distracted by conflicting business advice. This is how I use knowledge in my own way, right? Like really an integrated way from different people of different sources is I'm always looking for the true principles and how to apply it. And so I really want to talk about that. I want to debunk some myths also in this episode because some of you guys have some beliefs that aren't serving you. (laughs) I see this in the matrix a lot, where it's like, that doesn't help. That doesn't help you to think that, right? It's like, well, I heard so-and-so say that you shouldn't take on group clients when you're trying to sell a group, right? That doesn't serve you to think through that. And so I want to help you, I don't know, think through in a different way of looking through true principles that you can apply to your own business. Because if you can look for the true principles, it doesn't matter if you hear conflicting advice, you can actually look at conflicting advice and say, where's the true principle here that I want to apply. And so I'm going to go through some of the true principles that I think about business um, that has deeply served me and I think will deeply serve you. So the true principle, number one, is be consistent. The myth is that you have to show up every single day. You have to be on social media. I actually don't believe either of those things. I have clients that aren't on social media at all and they do just fine. Um, I, I happen to use social media, but I've never kidded myself in thinking that I have to, I just like to, the other thing that I think I coach a lot on is like, I missed Instagram or posting on Instagram for a few days as if that's what makes them consistent. Now I do believe in consistency. I think showing up for your audience is really important, but it doesn't mean you show up every single day without fail. Because if that's what you believe, there's probably a lot of judgment as well when you take a day off or when you forget to post on a day, right? So I think looking for the true principle here of like being consistent, like I want to share some untraditional ways of thinking, which is like the first one for me is like batching content. Sometimes I create reels or posts all at once. And I create like four or five of them. And then I can use them. Like if I'm going on a trip or if I know that I'm going to be really busy with family for a while. And that way I can still show my face and let people know I'm serving them and thinking about them without actually needing to be on the app. I know some people schedule their posts ahead of time. Um, and then this is the other, this is my definition that might be helpful for you is that I show up on a platform. And even if I, um, lose my consistency, I always come back To me that is consistency there is a period of this podcast where i didn't post a podcast for like six months if you scroll back you will find the gap and i had a lot of shame about that and i realized like i still came back i could have called it quits then but i came back and now i'm consistent so maybe it's not about how many times you post but how many times you're willing to come back to serve and to add value no matter what the next thing that i i think through like an untraditional way of thinking and being consistent is that I focus on my my relationships as being flexible and natural, not rigid, right? Let's say I'm going to share about like my marriage with Wesley. And during the day when he's at work, I text him exactly five times so that I can be consistent. And if I don't text him five times while he's at work, I am not a good wife. (laughs) It's like funny when we say it like this, but some of you guys are doing this in your business where it's like, well, I told myself I was going to post every single day and then I missed two days and now I suck at social media. Not true. I think consistency is a lot more flexible than we make it. And so to me, I do want to be consistent, but I do not make it rigid. And I think that might be helpful for you too. Is like, how can consistently consistency look for you without rigidity? How can you give yourself grace and flexibility where you're, you're showing up like a relationship where it's like natural. Hey, I was thinking about you. Here's a post. Hey, I was just coaching. And I thought you could benefit from this information too, right? It's natural. It's like you, you genuinely love and want to serve your clients. So you show up for them. It's not a checklist box thing that I, that's never really um, sat well with me. And so I think that like reducing the rigidity you feel about your consistency will give you a lot of freedom to come back when you've been away from a while from it for a while. Um, maybe it's like, I'm going to post four times instead of every single day. Like the gurus tell me, cause that feels better to me. Right. The thing about coaching is that it's all about relationships. It is not about hitting check marks. If check marks serve you, please disregard what I'm saying. For me, check marks don't necessarily inspire me, but my people do. You guys do. So when I create content and think through how I want to serve you, it's always about the relationship that I feel we have. Um, It's not like, well, on my checklist today it says to post valuable content on Instagram and send an email. Check, check. It's like, yes, I like getting those things done, but it's really about the relationship, and that's how I am so consistent with my stuff. Is I never make it mean anything if I take a day off. I'm just coming back. I, I care about you guys, right? Kind of like the texting thing with my husband. If I was basing our relationship off of check marks. I don't think we'd have a very fulfilling relationship. It ebbs and flows. Sometimes he needs more than five texts from me at work, right? Sometimes we need to go on a date night. Sometimes I really need to focus on him. The same thing is true with our clients. Sometimes I post twice a day. Sometimes I post three times a day. Sometimes I release two podcasts a week, depending on what I'm feeling from you guys and what's on my mind and heart. And I don't make it mean I'm extra consistent. It's just like, we have a relationship. I'm here for you. That's how I think about it. Okay. Next true principle, true principle, be of service and add value. This is true. We want to be of service always. We want to add value always. This is always true. But the myth is that you have to be on Instagram or social media for clients to find you. The myth is you have to create specific kinds of content to be of value like videos or reels or like the way that we see, um, like the big accounts, creating content all over the place. That's a myth. You don't even have to post every day to get clients. This is true. <laughs> um, myth, you need to be certified. I just had this conversation with someone because I am not a certified coach and I, I don't make it a big deal. Um, but sometimes we get this myth that like, you can really only help people if you're certified. And this is not um, to say that I'm gonna like be negative about certifications. I think if they fit for you, that's awesome. But you don't have to be certified to be adding value to people. And so one of the things that I really encourage you to think through is, it doesn't really matter what's going on in your mind. What matters is how can I serve my people? How can I let them know that I'm a resource, a tool, a guide for them? Um, That's what they care about. They wanna know that you can help them get better results. Another myth is that you have to be educational and professional. I think that this one is an old, outdated thought. Most people don't think this, but sometimes some of my clients who are um, a little older, I love my older clients because they're wise, But sometimes they think that they have to be very professional and buttoned up when really that's not how social media works. You can be yourself. I think that professional can look a lot of different ways, but I don't think you have to look one certain way to get clients. I think you can look like you. I think you can be creative and innovate. I think you can do things a little differently. And especially when you start getting results, just notice it's working. It's working. Right. Um, so, and I also wanted to share some of like the untraditional ways that I add value that like, you guys might have not heard me talk about, or might not, um, have thought through for yourself. Cause I'm always trying to think, how can I serve my clients better? Like my paying clients and you guys too, both, I want to serve my audience better. And I want to serve my paying clients better. And so some of the ways that I've done this, um, for like my paying clients is like, I call my clients, Like if they, if they're going through something rough, I'm just like, Hey, here's my phone number. Call me when you get a chance. Um, because I feel like that's an extra way that they can get support outside of our scheduled calls. Um, another way that I add value, I, you guys have probably seen me do this if you follow me on social media, but I offer free, no strings attached calls. I've done that throughout my coaching career. And it's kind of untraditional advice. Like it's not a consult. And I say, I'm not going to sell on this call. This is for you to get served. Basically, this is a way for me to help you reach your goals in a very detached way. And that has, it's funny. What's interesting. The first time I did this, I offered like a two hour coaching intensive. And I told them, this is not a sales call. This is truly about me serving you. And I did like 20 of these calls over a period of two weeks. It was very intense for me. Um, But some of them asked, how can I work with you? And even though that wasn't the intent, they did ask because I served them so powerfully. My intent going into those calls was to make it so that they never forgot our conversation, at least how they felt on the conversation. Maybe not what we talked about, but like they remember that two-hour call with Amber. That was my intention. And it was a beautiful way for me to like get to know people. Some of those people are my paying clients. And now some of them never hired me and that was fine. Some of them hired me later and then left my world and then came back. Um, and I still remember that time. And I've done that um over the years sometimes i'm just like you know what i have this idea i'm gonna sell it for free <laughs> and just serve people and it feels so good and so abundant and that's a really underrated way to grow your business because i think most people want to sell you something and when you can genuinely be in a place where you're just trying to serve it feels good for you it feels good for your clients it's so different than what other people are offering Um, I found it to work really well to get me inspired, to get me excited about my business, to meet new people, right? Sometimes we get people who are afraid to hop on a consult, but they'll hop on a free, no strings attached call. And that's a great way to meet them and to understand what they're going through to see how you can help them even more. The other thing that I do is I'm always sharing book recommendations. That is adding value. I think sometimes we get in our heads about what adding value is. Like it has to be the most unique and the most different kind of advice, but like sometimes just sharing what, you know, sharing resources can be valuable too. Um, I send books. Some of you guys probably listening to this podcast have received books from me. Um, if I'm in a DM conversation, even if it's someone who's not paying me and I realize like, I know a book that would deeply serve this person. I just send it to them. I'm like, Hey, what's your address? I'm sending you a book and it just feels good. And those are some of the untraditional ways that I've added value outside of like what you traditionally think of, like on this podcast, on my Instagram, to my email list, free calls. Right. Um, So just giving you permission to be creative and to do things that other people won't do. Frankly, I think that has made me very successful. Is like, who else sends books in the mail to a follower on Instagram? I do. (laughs) Um, and if you have, haven't gotten a book from me, tell me, I'll send you a book. (laughs) Um, because I just want people to know I genuinely care And so I'm always thinking through, how can I serve better? How can I make this unique? How can I make this memorable? How can I, how can I really help this person? And that business model has served me so well. So I hope that helps you too. So remember the true principle, be of service and add value and don't try to limit or do it quote the right way. Do it your way, be creative and have fun with it. The next true principle that I want to talk about is selling. I put it in all caps in my notes, selling. (laughs) true principle. You must sell in business. You must have a sales process, right? There's no way around this. If you want to make money, you must sell, which is funny because sometimes we think it has to be a certain way. And I want to talk about those myths right now. So the true principle is you must sell, but the myth would be you have to sell hard and overcome objections. I actually do not believe this. And I have a lot of evidence that you don't have to overcome hard objections. You can, that's not like the only way to sell. It's not the the best way to sell. Even sometimes my clients got over their objections by following me on, on social media for years. And they're like, you know what? I'm ready. I see the value in what you do. Let's go. Next myth. You have to hide the price. I do not believe this. I've had periods in my business where I did, um, I wouldn't say hide. I didn't want to disclose the price until on the consult because I was still trying to figure out how I wanted to sell. And I had heard that's one way of doing things. And then I saw someone on Instagram just like sharing their price and their price was like $40,000. And I was like, oh my gosh, if she can sell a $40,000 one-on-one package just on Instagram on her stories, I can do that too. And so I just disclose my price. I tell people what everything charges so that that's not like what's going to trip them up on our call. They can kind of think about it, understand, do they even want to get on a consult with me? Um, Because a lot of people hop on consults to find out the price, and I'm like, if that's the reason they want to get on a consult, that's not going to serve them, so here's the price. And it does not dissuade people, I will say that. Now, if you're someone who does disclose their price, this is not permission to judge yourself for for, um, hiding your price. Like I don't think that there's a right or a wrong, but it is a myth that you have to hide your price, if that makes sense. Another myth is that you have to do sales calls. I rarely do sales calls anymore for my one-on-one because most of my one-on-ones know me. They've been in my world. They've followed me. They've either joined the matrix or they've been in pro coach or whatever. And they just know me and they're like, they send me a DM usually. And they're like, hey, what does it look like to work with you one-on-one? Now, full disclosure, that is not how my business was built. (laughs) My business was built with lots of sales calls. And I think it's important that you know that depending on what phase of business you're on, right? Sometimes I have, sometimes I still do a free call with people if they feel like they want to talk to me privately about what we would do together one-on-one. I do that. It's not like I'm like, no, I don't do sales calls. Sorry. (laughs) That's not how it is. It's just some of them don't need it. And so I want to debunk the myth that like you have to do sales calls. Do them if it feels good. Do them if it makes sense, but not because you have to. The next myth is that you can't sell, sell to someone you just met. And I want to tell this story. So I, um, my daughters, this is last year. My daughters play t-ball and one of the ladies on the t-ball team was a realtor and we were just chatting and she asked me what I, so she's like, I you know, I sell luxury real estate and I was like, that's awesome. And she's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I, I'm a coach. And she's like, no way. Like Jen Sincero who wrote, you're a badass. And I'm like, yeah, like kind of like that. That's like what I do, you know, um, just being really nonchalant. And my husband is like listening to this conversation, and he's like, "Why didn't you sell to her?" And I was like, "That's not how you create clients. You create clients through service. Um, You don't push people." But what's interesting is, so I just met her, and then the next week she's like, "What does it look like to work with you one on one?" I I can't stop thinking about it. And so I was like, "Well, we can have a consult and talk about it if you'd like." And she's like, "I love that." And then she ended up saying, "You know what? Never mind. I just let's just do it. Like, send me a link to pay. Let's do it." And I was like, "Great." And it doesn't always happen like that, but it can. I don't think it always is feels right to make an offer to people you just met, but it's not the rule, right? That is not a true principle that you have to wait to sell to someone. Sometimes you're gonna meet people that you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you can help them, and it's appropriate to make an offer. I think this is where trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, like having emotional intelligence and social intelligence in the relationship, When you know that you can help someone and it feels right to make an offer, that's okay. But also that's not always how it works, right? I've had a client that followed me for years before she ever messaged me about one-on-one before she ever brought it up. And we had talked in the DMs. She had, you know, she always commented on my stuff. And then like out of the blue one day, she was ready to work with me. And that happens more often than not, but it's not the rule, right? The true principle is that you need a relationship to create clients. That's the true principle. And you must sell. Even if you have great relationships, you still have to have a moment where you make the offer. Rich Litvin says, propose, right? The moment that you propose, like send the proposal, you say, this is what it would look like, look like together or to work together. What do you think? Yes or no, right? Like there's a clear decision. Um, this is how you get out of the friend zone. If you are in the friend zone with clients is you sell to sell to them with love, with, without attachment, but you do, you must make an offer. Okay. Um, Ah, so this is another one, another myth, is that you have to sell the way you see so-and-so do it. So you love your coaches and gurus. I have my coaches and gurus that I love as well. But the myth would be that the way that they sell is the way that you should sell. I think finding your own process, your own marketing, your own thing that feels good is very underrated. So if you see someone who sells a certain way and you don't like it, you don't have to do it, even if it works for them, permission granted. (laughs) The next myth is that you need a sales page. I do not think this is always true. When I was brand new, I did not have sales pages for anything. I had PayPal links and Venmo, and that is how I started my coaching business. So depending on how you're listening to this, don't get distraught by sales pages. I do think as you evolve and become mature in your business, there is a time and place for sales pages for people to read. Um, especially like now some of my clients like stock my sales pages. Is that you? Are you are you stocking my sales page listening to this podcast? Pull the trigger. Come work with me. <laughs> um, like I have people that, you know, say I keep reading the sales page. I think I'm going to do it. And it's like, great. I'm ready when you are. And so I really like having sales pages now for people to just read through what, how I think about my offers Um, but I didn't have them in the beginning. And so I don't think you have to have a sales page. I think at a certain point in your business, it's appropriate to do so. And even then some people still don't like Steve Chandler, who wrote the prosperous coach. I still don't think he has like sales pages for his coaching. He has a conversation and he makes an offer and then you send him a check. So there's no rules that say you have to have a sales page. It's just, do you want one? Does it make sense? Right. Especially for like bigger offers, um, you know, lifetime membership offers, group programs, things like that. Sometimes it's easier to have a sales page when you're doing one-to-many selling. And to me, that's when I started having sales pages is when I started doing one-to-many selling. Okay. The truth is the true principle is that you can sell in ways that feel good to you and still find proven strategies and tactics that work. And you can sell through copywriting and the written word. I really believe this. And shameless plug, plug for the matrix. This is what we're doing in the month of November is we're doing copywriting content, um, using your written word to sell. So if this is something that you're working on now is a great time to join the matrix. We are doing a lot of like written type coaching. I'm giving feedback. It's pretty awesome. You can go check it out. I'm talking about it on um, my Instagram at it's Amber Smith. But for me, copywriting has created a lot of money for me. Um, I say that very gratefully because to be honest, like in the beginning of my business, I really needed to make money. And so it was a skill set that I demanded I, I learn of myself, like I demanded that of myself to learn so that I didn't have to always do consults so I wasn't locked into one on one for the rest of my life because I actually wanted to play with groups and I love groups. I love creating and teaching and innovating. And I love one-on-one coaching both, which is why I still do both. And so I just want to give you that permission that like, there's no one right way to grow a coaching business. There's just lots of right ways, which one makes sense for you. Okay. The next true principle that I want to talk about is to think big, act small. So yes, it's good to do affirmations and visualizations of like the big things that you want to create in your life. But I really believe that that's just where it begins Right, that's the start of the work. That is not the work in and of itself. Because after you know where you want to go, then you start asking yourself different questions, right? If you have this big vision, then you ask, "Who can I serve today?" Right? It's not always like, "Okay, I have this dream of seven figures and beyond, and then I don't know what to do today." It's like you have to bring it into the now and act. "Who can I serve today?" is a very powerful question for any business owner, but especially if you work one-on-one. And to not be attached to them becoming a client, but just genuinely being of service will create more clients than than I, like, it's amazing what that will do because sometimes our business stagnates because we stopped, well, sometimes it's because we stopped dreaming big, but a lot of times it's because we stopped acting small. We stopped doing the daily little things that create clients. And so I do think both are required is, and that's really how I feel um, my coaching is, is like, I help my clients dream bigger than they've ever dreamed before and take tiny, the tiniest of actions to make that real. And, um, so some of the, the myths is that like, you need a five-year plan. I don't think that's always true, but are you dreaming? Do you have a big vision? And even if that big vision is like the farthest you can think of is like six months, that's okay. I don't think you have to have a detailed five-year plan to be successful. Um, but it, on the other hand, if it serves you to have a detailed five-year plan, use it. Right? None of this is rules. This is more of like a way of thinking. The next um unconventional thing that <laughs> the piece of wisdom that I want to drop on you is that you actually don't have to have money goals. What's interesting is when I tried to make my first 100k as a coach, I didn't. And when I stopped trying to make 100k and just focused on being the best I could be, that's when I hit my first 100k. And now as I'm scaling, I realize I'm more interested in the habits and the way of being my seven figure self. And like, I know that that's what will collapse time for me more than like focusing and obsessing on this money goal. That being said, if money goals serve you and they propel you into action, use them. Like this is not a hard set rule, but I just want to give you permission that like, if money goals don't resonate with you, it doesn't mean you're not going to make a lot of money. Um, in fact, service is a really powerful vision too, is like how many people do you want to help? I think that can get you into action just as easily. So one of the things that I think about my big visions is that it gives me a place to work from not a place to work to. And I really want to dissect that for you because this changes everything. There's a really beautiful book called the gap in the game by Dan Sullivan, and I highly recommend that you read it. But this idea is like high achievers, especially, we always are looking at what's next and what's missing instead of looking at what we've always created. And so when I think about a big goal, it could be easy to be like, I have so far to go. The gap is so big. It's going to take me forever to create that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm a failure until I hit my goal, right? Let's say you have a goal of having a $100,000 business and you will feel like crap until you hit the $100,000 business. That does not serve you instead of bringing it into the present moment feeling your feet on the ground being present in your body you can practice this right now what does it feel like to be totally present in this moment and then ask yourself this question if i already had the one hundred thousand dollar business how would i be feeling today what would i be thinking about i would feel certain i would be thinking about how i could serve my clients i would close the laptop and go play with my kids and be really present with them, giving them my life force energy instead of distracted energy, right? And what's interesting is the more present you become, right? Working from the vision now, that's how you create the results. This is how I've collapsed time for myself. And this is the kind of work I do with my clients is like really bringing the future into the present moment, and talking about it as if it's done. So it's like, I'm building, you know, I, I run a six figure business, like thinking about it that way versus like, well, when I have a six figure business, I'll feel better about my business. And that's just a recipe for a lot of suffering. And this is confusing for some people. And so I kind of wanted to give a little plug for the be, do, have model. And also what we're gonna be doing in the matrix in December, which is visionary, be, do, have. I'm going deep into be, do, have um, in the month of December for the matrix. And man, this work will change your life. If you understand that you first have to be the person you want to be in the present moment, then you take the action. Then you can have the result versus waiting to have the result before you can be the person you want to be. This is where all your freedom is. This is where true agency lives. I really believe this is that you can be who you want to be no matter what results you have right now. And what's interesting is the more you become the person that you think you'll be in the future right? When you have all the things, actually, that's what brings those things to you faster. And we're, like I said, we're going to go deep into this work in the matrix. So join us because these next two months are going to be epic. We're doing copyright and content and cash this month, and then visionary next month. Um, and I think this work really is life-changing, but to me, I, to bring it back to what we were talking about in this episode of true principles, this is how I stay centered in my faith, in my business, in everything because i look for the truth that is always true right in business it's always true that you need to sell in business it's always true that you need to be adding value and creating great service for your customers and your clients in business it's always true that, like that you have to do work it doesn't <laughs> i didn't really say this one but it's funny saying it out loud sometimes i think we think that we don't have to work and that's not true. What's interesting is I talk a lot about energetics and the inner work, but that doesn't mean I don't work, right? I do write copy, I do think through concepts. Right now I am recording a podcast episode. Um some of these true principles, it's like you can't get around this. That being said, as you scale, it's different, right? Like as you, you know, you grow a business, it's different kind of work, but it's always like there is work involved. Um because one of the principles that I know I learned this from Napoleon Hill is like you don't want to get any or you don't want to get something for nothing that's a recipe for like suffering is that we want actually at the end of the day we do want to work for our results because that feels good and it's one of the laws of the universe right cause and effect we want to be the cause of our business success. We don't want just business success to happen to us. So the next time that you're resisting the work, remember that, that you actually do want to work for it. You want to earn it. It feels good, it feels right to earn the results instead of it just like like a lightning strike. And this comes back to one of the things that you know I'm always saying is that you are a powerful creator. All of these things I hope empower you When you apply the true principles as the powerful creator of your life and business, miracles can happen. I've seen it for myself and for my clients. I'm just like too big of a believer not to say that out loud. Um, Miracles that are small, miracles that are big, like because you exercised your agency to act, right? You didn't wait for it to happen. You did the things like belief work, thought work, coaching, but you also took action, created content, added value. You followed up. You made powerful sales conversations, right? Like these things are all part of a, a whole, right? It's not just one thing. It's lots of things working together for your good and for the results that you're working for. So when in doubt, look for the true principle, come back to this episode if you need to, but like truly think through, yes, there's conflicting advice, but all of them are pointing to true principles. What are they and how can you apply them? That's where the magic is. And that's where honestly all the business success comes from. People are just obeying true principles over a period of time until they get the results. And you can do the same thing. Um, Tony Robbins talks about modeling, model the true principles in your own way, right? Your marketing and sales might look different than a guru's, but you're still marketing and selling. You're still creating content. You're still adding value. You're still nurturing relationships. The true principles that always work you're doing in your own way over a period of time. That is the ultimate success formula. (laughs) Um, Okay, I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. Um, I, I wish you all the best. And I know that true principles will make your life clearer and simpler and more powerful. All right, I'll talk to you in another episode. Bye. Hey, if you love this podcast, I know you'd really love working with me in the matrix. We combine being business savvy with the inner work like the mindset and energy stuff with strategy and skills that allow you to thrive and create wealth as a coach. To find out more, go to www.itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.